Beloved, you are about to listen to a message from Reverend Prince Lai. Reverend Prince Lai is the head pastor of Rescue World Chapel International and the lead evangelist of Christ the Healer Gospel Campaign. He has a dynamic teaching and healing ministry with miracles, signs and wonders that has affected and transformed many lives. And now, the voice of Clap your two hands together for the Lord. Come on, celebrate, celebrate Jesus. Oh, clap your two hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. You want to be seated shortly? You want to be seated shortly tonight as the word of God comes to us. Amen. On Sunday, we started looking at seven reasons why people have unanswered prayers or seven reasons for unanswered prayers seven reasons why people's prayers can be hindered can be stopped and we said number one when there is unconfessed sin in other words when your sins have not been confessed and you have not received forgiveness of sins amen Oh, I didn't hear an amen. amen. I didn't hear an amen. amen. Unconfessed sins. The Bible says that for if we do not confess our sins and forsake them, we will not have mercy from God. But if we confess our sins and we forsake them, then God will have mercy upon us. The Bible tells us that the ears of the Lord are not deaf. His ears are not deaf. Neither are his hands shortened that it cannot save. But it is because of our unconfessed sins. So we are unable to reach him with our prayers. That means that your prayers can be limited if your sins are not forgiven and unconfessed sins are unforgiving sins amen there are sins that god hasn't forgiven and so if we are faithful the uh, bible says that if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to wash us from all unrighteousness can i hear an amen clap your two hands if you understand what i just said we said number two wrong motive if you have a wrong reason for why you are praying you will not have an answer if the reason for your prayer or for what you are asking are wrong then you are likely not to have an answer. The Bible says we ask and we receive not. For we ask amiss. We ask in the wrong way. And having a wrong motive, a wrong reason for asking 
will not make you have it even though God really wants you to have an answer. Number three, unforgiving spirit. Unforgiving spirit. Say, if you are living in unforgiveness, then you are going to cut yourself from receiving forgiveness from God, which will also cut you from receiving help and answers to your prayers. When you walk in unforgiveness, when you don't forgive other people their sins, say unfair uniaboni and chena. If you don't forgive your brother, then your sins are so not forgiven. And if your sins are not forgiven, it means you are not going to receive answers for your prayers. And so unforgiveness is also very very dangerous now number four number four when you are not generous when you are not generous when you are not generous proverbs 21 verse 13 go to proverbs 21 verse 13 one of the ways by which our prayers can be hindered is when we live in stinginess and when we live in, in, in unkindness when we are we are not generous say ye kofoa ye ma ye unipa mobo ye mo nipa it me eye osi akwan e wo ye it can be a limitation to how far your prayers can be answered proverbs 21 verse 13 he said who so stops his ears from the cry of the poor he also shall cry himself but shall not be heard. Whoever blocks his ears from hearing the cry of the poor, when you also cry, God says he will not hear you. In other words, one way by which people cry to God and God will not hear is when they themselves are not also helping others. When their ears are blocked to others. When you do to others, God will also do for you. And so if the poor person around you asks you for something and you are not willing to help when you have what it takes to help, then you have blocked your ears to the cry of the poor. And if you have blocked your ears to the cry of the poor, then God will also block his ears from your own cry. Say, mercy, Lord. And that is a very, very dangerous thing that we have to be careful about. If you can identify some poor people around you, some needy people around you who are in need of something you are able to give, then today begin to help them. Can I hear an amen? The Bible says that whoever gives to the poor has lent to the Lord. You have, you have, it's like, it's like you have lent something to the Lord. Whoever gives to the Lord, you have given it to God for Him to pay you back. Whoever gives to the poor. So anytime you do something for a poor person, you have lent or given a loan for you to understand to God. And God is now indebted to you. And so God will also have to do something for you. I pray that may God begin to do some things for some people here. Let me hear a befitting amen. amen. And so when you are stingy and you are wicked, 
towards the poor, then God will not hear your prayer. When you cry, he says, you don't deserve mercy. Matthew 5 says that blessed are the words merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they themselves shall obtain mercy. That means the leeway, the leeway to receiving mercy is when you administer mercy. When you yourself dispense mercy. Niame cannot say, God cannot have mercy on you. Do you understand what I'm saying? So learn to be merciful to people. Tell someone by you learn to be merciful to people. Learn to show mercy. There is someone by you who needs something very desperately and you know you have it. You know you could help. You know you could assist. And yet you block your ears and pretend like you don't even know what the person needs. Mm. Meanwhile, you are busily crying to God for a certain miracle. Why don't you lend to God by helping the poor? So that God will have no option than to answer your own prayer. Somebody's level will change. I said somebody's level will change. So lending to the poor or helping the poor or showing mercy to the poor is a key to having your answer your, your prayers answered. Number five, why people are not answered when they pray? Ill treatment of their family, especially their spouse and children. Ill treatment of your family. Specifically, I am talking about your wife, your children. People who are under your care, your maid servant, people who are under your care, especially your wife and children. It will include your parents as well. Do you get it? But emphatically, with what I'm talking about, if you have a wife, you have children, and you're a man, and you don't take care. To, so listen, men who don't take care of their wives and children mostly they end very poor they end up very very miserable even if they have money they end up miserable men who don't take care of their family the bible says that the husband should learn to live with a wife in such a way that his prayers will not be stopped that means that the way you relate with your wife and your husband can stop your prayers say wow or say okunu onsia se de oni ni yiri ebetna se de be ya ensi ni pai bo anokwan na chese se de o de wo hu kafo etna no se de o hwe wo ma o yiri ukunu o ma no 
how you treat your spouse yes so by the time you 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 more treat your wife and you are in church and oh god and you are praying in big big tongues my brother my brother advise yourself <laughs> are you hearing me mr anete well, the way you treat your wife can determine whether god will hear you or not this travel we are preparing for travel the way you treat your wife, you see? <laughs> so if you have a powerful prayer point then you should strategically pamper your wife. She's not here to even thank me. I'm working for her. Hmm? Tell somebody seated by you that the way you treat your spouse, whether future or current, is what will determine how far you will go. You, you, think, you think you are free. Are you treat your children the way you treat your family you see the bible says that when you don't take care of your children you are worse than an infidel do you know what an infidel means? An infidel is an unbeliever. In other words, as, as I'm standing here as a pastor, if I don't learn take care of my family, my wife and children, Bible says that when I appear before God, I look like someone who has never heard about Jesus. Do you understand what I'm saying? That is very, very serious. Tell somebody, learn to take care of your family. Clap your two hands together for the Lord. First Peter 3, verse 7 teaches us that say how you treat your spouse can block your prayer. So I mean, one thing I don't like at all is to leave home when I know that maybe my wife is not happy about something, or maybe there's some small misunderstanding about something. And uh, normally with my normal self, I'll just leave home. That's the way. I am. If maybe there's something I'm not happy about, I don't like staying to argue about something. I'll just leave home and I'll, I'll just go to work. You understand? A lot of men like doing that. When there's something, instead of you talking about it, you talk about it, you, you go somewhere else. Then there is coldness. Then everybody's quiet. I realize that me, the kind of work I do is prayer work. When I say I'm coming to work, what am I coming to do? I'm coming to pray, steady, talk to God. Like, ah, so, when I come and I'm praying, then I remember this scripture. That you, your wife is not happy. You are here doing rah, bah, 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 bah. Go and talk to her. Find out what's wrong with you. Why are you quiet? Do you understand? Or go and talk about the issue that you have let it go. So, for the past three years, I, I realized that I don't do well when I come to work. When there's the slightest tension. And so I try that when there's small tension, I will find out, oh, what is it? Let us talk. I'm not doing it for hell. I'm doing it for myself. Yes. <laughs> because I have realized that when I forgive you 
or when I make peace, it rather helps me and the Holy Spirit. Do you understand? I'm able to pray. I'm able to feel fine in the spirit. Do you get it? And that is how every Christian should be. If you don't have the Holy Spirit in you, that's when somebody is crying because of you. And you are here. Man, come forward. Shut up. Shut, shut your mouth up. Man, come forward. There's an angel with a long cane. He's about to flood your back. You will learn sense. Yeah, man, come forward. Take your comfort. Take it. And go home. And, and yeah, the Bible says that when you are even coming to give an offering, and you remember that somebody has a problem with you, leave the offering. He didn't say go home with it all. He said, leave the offering there. <laughs> Lest you go and you don't bring it back. So he said, leave the offering there. Go and make peace and come back to the church and now drop the offering there in the in the bowl. Don't take it home. Don't take the offering home. Maybe as you are coming, you have heard this scripture and feel like, oh, this offer I want to give to God. God says, um, I've done a kaka with, with Mansa. So God didn't say take it home. He said, leave it here. Leave it here. Come and leave it on the altar. Next, when you come there, you put it in the offering bowl. Amen. Amen. The Bible is a very wise book. <laughs> when I, I saw that scripture, I said, God is really, really, really fantastic. He, he understands human beings. And he knows that offerings are important. So he said, when you come and you remember, say, because if you are the peace. go and do momo. No. Leave it here. <laughs> That is the funny side of it. But that is how serious God looks at the happiness of people around you. You see, blessed is the man that makes people happy around him. The Holy Spirit can easily flow with you. You easily hear from God. But you see, if you are living in a tense atmosphere, where in casa, where in casa, uh, everybody is watching TV by force, sleeping by force. That kind of atmosphere, the Holy Spirit doesn't do well there. Only demons operate there. The Holy Spirit doesn't do well there. So make sure that you diffuse every tension around you and your family members. Do you understand? I said do what? Make sure you diffuse it. Once you see, you smell any tension between you and your wife, you, maybe even your beloved, you are now about to marry, but there's some tension once you smell anything, learn to diffuse it. Do you get it? Learn to diffuse it. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Clap your two hands together, brother. <clears throat> Recently, I went to buy malt. I, I, know, I know what my wife likes. She likes chilled malt. So when I saw that she was too quiet, I said, oh, what, what, what is going on? He said, oh, I'm fine. I said, I know you. you, you this one is not fine. <laughs> what is going on? He said, I'm fine. I asked, I asked, I should not say anything. So I went out. I went to buy malt. Showed one. And I came. I said, uh, I am here to offer to the gods. <laughs> I'm here to pacify. <laughs> I'm here to pacify the gods. <laughs> In case I've done something I don't know. 
this is an offering to pacify. <laughs> hey, yes, it's very important. Charlie, gentlemen, learn to pacify the gods. So. Don't let don't don't let the wrath of the gods <laughs> rise. Learn to pacify the gods. Amen. Clap your two hands together. <laughs> Number six. The things that can stop prayers or who can result in unanswered. Are you learning something? Yes. Number six, worship of idols. Idolatry. When we say we see we have adultery and we have idolatry. I adultery is maybe sleeping with someone who is married, who is not your husband or wife. That's adultery. But idolatry, mm, or you you are married, then you sleep with someone. You are not married to that is adultery. Is a senior sister of fornication. Do, do you understand? Is a senior sister of fornication. Uh, fornication is two singles, no marriage, but they are having sex. That's fornication. It's not called dating. It's called fornication. It's not called we are seeing each other. It's called fornication. Amen. It's not called friendship. It's called what? For, that, the Bible is funny, but the senior sister is adultery where one of the corporates is married did you get it and that is more dangerous that's why it's a senior sister more dangerous god punishes that one in a higher degree than even the fornicators because this one you are destroying a covenant called marriage you are breaking a covenant i hear me but we have something we call idolatry. God detests idolatry to the highest degree. God hates it with passion. God doesn't like to smell idolatry in the nearest area where he finds himself. Idolatry. More than even fornication. It's called idolatry. It's called idolatry. Exodus chapter 20, verse 2 and then 5. Exodus 20, verse 2 and verse 5. Exodus 20. He said, I am the Lord thy God, which has brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Go to the verse 3. Thou shalt not have any other gods beside me. Men sum na You see, there are some of you, that's idolatry. Will you bring him back? It's idolatry. Idolatry. Some of you, somebody is dead in your home. They say, All of you come. Then they are going to perform rituals for you. They say they are coming to. Somebody who is either in heaven or hell facing serious punishment or is in heaven 
you are not coming to separate you and him. He doesn't even have your time. Listen to me. Those things that people see that they call your relatives who are dead, it is not your relatives who are dead. They are evil spirits. They are called familiar spirits. Say familiar spirit. They are familiar. When we say familiar spirit, they are spirits that are familiar to the person. So they can pick the face of the person and use it. They can pick something about the person. But it's a familiar spirit. Familiar to the person. And so it can behave like the person. Amen. I was, I was in a funeral convoy one day. We are going to bury one uncle of mine. And as the, the bus, was it? No, uh, the, the ambulance was going. You know, the ambulance, they like speeding. The ambulance was speeding. As the ambulance was speeding, then the people in the car, those who know my uncle, they say, hey, this man, he doesn't like speed. Oh. When he was on earth, he didn't like speed. So, after some time, as the car was going, then the ambulance stopped. <laughs> the ambulance was no more going. Then they all said, Aha, we said it. This man, he doesn't like speed. You see, oh, he doesn't like. Uh, they tried to spark the ambulance, he never <laughs> came back. They had to use another bus to carry to the cemetery. Why? Because they said when the man was alive, he didn't like speed. And so now there is a spirit that is mimicking the behavior of the man. When we say mimic, we mean copy. There's a spirit that is copying the behavior of the man and it's acting. Haven't you seen them carrying coffin and the coffin say, I won't go here. And it's like you see they are struggling. They say, I'll see you on court. I'll see you on court. I'll see you on court. Yeah, now, man, yeah. Then they come and do some sacrifice, pour some whatever libation, and then call blah 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 blah. Then after when he said this, he goes, okay, aha, now he's happy. Somebody who is in hell or heaven by this time torments share yes, she no baby or say they are evil spirits. Did you, did you get it? They are called familiar spirits. They are familiar with those people. And so they can pick their attributes and behave like them. They exist in families. They exist in places, communities. They know stories. They know history. So they can behave like... You see, sometimes there are some uh, cops. The cop is dead. They say, hey, Wimuna. Have you heard some before? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Listen, when anyone dies in your family, don't waste your time that you are going to look for what killed the person. Rather think about what you can do with your life now that the person is dead. How to move on with your children or with whoever is left. And leave what killed him to God. Every human being will die at the end of the day. Don't be an idolatrous believer who sits in church but
when there is funeral you gather your siblings na ye jaremo ye jaremo nyoma na ye jaremo nyoma say no that is never the plan of god for our lives god doesn't want that i said god doesn't want doesn't want that it's idolatry and the bible says that anyone that practices idolatry god's anger is against the person so never let your family drag you into idolatry have you heard me never let them tell them that whoever is dead doesn't have any relationship with you anymore jesus said let the dead bury their dead they don't have relationship with you anymore so there is no need of any ritual believe it once you are afraid that evil spirit then because you are afraid you you, you, are, you are not a, a christian you are afraid so amen when my father died some of them said hey, we saw him oh and then i we saw him here said that oh uh, oh this this midnight he came to visit us here uh, we heard his footsteps the way he walks you know the way he walks and i say oh plenty things and I said to them, all of you know that if my father is dead, where he will go first, if he has the choice, is to come to me. All of you know. <laughs> all of you know that if he has somewhere to go, it's my place he will come. Because when he was alive, it is me he always looks for. Not any of you. So if he is really, some is real. Say the old people, children, fear But he didn't dare. <laughs> To come and walk there or come and, and then and greet me, give me goodbye. Did you hear what I'm saying? They are evil spirits. And if you accept them, they'll be appearing to you. I pray that may God put every evil spirit where they belong. Every evil spirit appearing in your life to torment you. We declare that may God cause them to be put where they belong. Amen. So God says that that shall not have any idol. Any idol. And you see, when you hear of idol, you quickly say that, oh, uh, okay, me, dear, me, I have not gone to shrine. I shrine. 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 But there are four kinds of idolatry. Four kinds. One, man-made idols. We have those who have created the idol and they are worshipping. That is man-made. That is the first man-made idol and that is the first idolatry one and that is what we saw here in the verse 4 verse 4 thou shalt not make any graven image number 2 worship of money is idolatry say worship of money Worship of money is idolatry. And that's why a lot of you don't know. But the way you handle money reveals whether you are practicing idolatry or not. Amen. If you read Exodus 20 verse 23, you see that the children of Israel, they put their gold together and they worshiped it. Some people worship their money because of omusikanti. They don't worship God. It is what their money wants that they do. Where their money wants that they go. They have no regard for God. That is the worship of money. Anything that money makes you do when God doesn't want you to do but money makes you do. 
has turned you into a worshiper of money. Do you, do you understand? Because of money, you slept with someone. You are now worshiping money. Because of money, you, uh, um, 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 you, have, you have to sleep with someone to get a job. Because of money, you have to miss Sunday service to go for your own me- meetings just because you'll be paid. Just because of money. You see that you have started worshiping money. Anything that takes the place of God is an idol. It's a debiaba efanyan kupon a place. Ewa wabra bumuno. Sadiano abedani bosom. It is a sika. Ebe replacing yame ewa wabra buma adani bosom. Do you understand it now? So we have the worship of money and covetousness. Sikenibre is idolatry. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sikenibre covetousness is idolatry. When you breathe sika bebrea, osum sika. It's idolatry. Colossians 3 verse 5 tells us that. So that is worshipping of what? Of money. That is the second idolatry. Matthew 6 24 calls it mammon. You either worshipping mammon or you are worshipping God. Now listen, having money is not a bad thing. But money having you is a bad thing. You understand what I'm saying? Tell somebody, having money is not a bad thing. You didn't say, tell the person, having money is not a bad thing. But when money now has you, or money now controlling you, it's now a bad thing. You controlling money is not a bad thing. You can do more good to people. But when now money tells you who to sleep with, where to go, what to drink, what to eat, who to respect, now money is making you bigger than you are. Then now, you are being controlled by money. The third type of idolatry is the worship of self. That is pride. Nobody can say anything about you. Nobody can advise you. Nobody can correct you. You are like Nebuchadnezzar. Feel with pride. Feel like I have achieved this. I have done this. I'm a big man. When you enter into that realm, you are beginning to worship yourself. You have taken the place of God. Now God doesn't get the glory. You are getting the glory. May you never take the place of God. May you never take the place of God. And then the last type of idolatry is the worship of human. The worship of human beings. When someone becomes more important to you than God, you are beginning to worship the person. When someone becomes, maybe maybe someone you call Godfather. Don't ever have a Godfather. You can have a mentor. You can have a mentor, a spiritual father, but don't have a godfather. That name, Godfather, I don't like it. No human being must be a god in your life. Do you understand what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying at all? I said, no human being must be a god in your life. For what? Because they can help you or they can assist you. No, no human being. Might. They can be your mentor, they can be your spiritual father, they can be someone you are learning from, but they are not your god mother. Or your godfather is wrong. That shall not have any God in your life. To the extent that some of you, when you are in church and that person calls, you walk out of church to go and pick. You are afraid of the person that you are afraid of God. Because so that person has become your God. Listen, when you need something, the first name that comes into your mind has become your God. I know you've never thought of it that way, but it's true. When you need something, the first person you talk to is God. 
you first pray about it. When people come to me to ask me, have you prayed about it? If you have not prayed about it, don't come to me because I can only give you what God has given me. And so pray about it so that God can give it to me to give you. But by, by the time I become your solution, it's like when you need something, praise comes into your mind. Now he's taking the place of God. May no human being take the place of God. I said, may no human being take the place of God. The worship of human. And then, number, okay, so those are the, the four types of idolatry. Then the final thing that makes people's prayer not to be answered is lack of faith. Matthew 9, 27 to 29. If you don't have faith, your prayer cannot be answered. This month of prayer, I want you to approach every prayer you are going to pray with faith. What is faith? Faith doesn't just believe that God can do it. But faith takes steps because he believes God can do it. I hear what I'm saying. When we say somebody, and he has faith, it doesn't just mean that, oh, I believe God can do it. But it means that you are beginning to take steps because you know that God can do it according to his word. So when I see you doing something, taking steps, because you know that God has promised you something, then I can say you have faith. Not when you just say, oh, I believe God. I believe God, I'll get a job. You believe God, you'll get a job. Take your paper and go outside and go, and go for it. You'll find it. That's what shows you believe you get a job. Do, do you get it? And the Bible says that whatever you ask God without faith, you will not receive it. If only you can believe without doubting, you can have it. And so I pray for everyone here that you will be loaded with faith in the name of Jesus. That this month of prayer and this month as we, we prepare and enter into travail, that you will have faith in all the prayers that you are making. Can I hear an amen? amen. Clap your two hands together for the Lord. Rise up to your feet. And let us go before the Lord in prayer. Rise up to your feet. So we have seen seven things that can stop your prayers. Unconfessed sins, wrong motive, unforgiving spirit, when you are not generous, when you treat your family bad, that is your wife and children or husband and children, worship of idols in the four ways and then not having faith. Lift up your two hands. Beloved, thank you for listening to this message by Reverend Prince Lai. If you have been blessed by this message and have not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, kindly say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died, that I may live. Please forgive me and wash me with your blood. I believe I am a child of God. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you have said this prayer, know that your sins have been forgiven and you are now a new creation. We invite you to worship with us on Sundays at Odoko, Adjacent Best Point Savings and Loan, Odoko Market. For more information, please call 0543-248-982 or 0241-372-895 God richly bless you.